Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Royal Queen Show, the topic news radio show podcast with your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon. This show is every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tell your friends and come go on a journey with the Royal Queen Show. Apostle Ross and Solomon, and today is Friday, May 27th, 2022. Time has flew by. And we have a great guest on tonight, Heaven Davenport, and we'll be talking to her in a little bit, but first we're going to get the news going. So let's just hope that everybody's doing okay today, everybody's week went fine, and no matter what you went through this week, just praise God you're still alive and your family members are still alive and you're still able to pray and spend time with him because many people didn't live through this week, and many people aren't able to pray. So let's pray for those who aren't able to pray that they can pray in Yeshua's name. And we just bless Father for this episode, and may he cover it with the blood of Yeshua Jesus and the fire of the Holy Spirit and the rock in Yeshua's name. All right, so let's start with the news. There's a lot of news out. Uh, I gave a prophecy last year that... um, uh, we were going to start seeing a lot of aliens and stuff. And I also gave a uh, – Daddy literally called it out that NASA would come out with some secrets. And many of y'all heard me say the prophecy. And NASA has admitted that there are aliens among us and the government. I was shocked. I was like, Daddy, you called that right out. Really, you did. And we have been seeing extraterrestrials everywhere, right? So that's a prophecy that came to pass. And uh, there was uh, some red water somewhere again in the red sky. Um, the school shooting came to pass, unfortunately. And then the Lord said there there was going to be another one, but, it, you know, one or two more. But one was going to be uh, caught, and they caught a young man on his way with a bike with a rifle onto some school, and they caught him. And then there was something that happened at another school, and they caught him, and I was like, praise God. So, you know, unfortunately, those prophecies came to pass, and um, I did pray for the parents who lost their children. I think it was like 20 children and one teacher. That's so sad. And, and uh, you know, uh, these these people, they're programmed. It's, it's called SRA. I wrote a book about it on Amazon. They're programmed. So, like, they're triggered. So when certain things happen to them or they hear certain things, they get triggered and they just go in and start shooting up in, in grocery stores and stores and Walmarts and, and schools and everything. So, you know, I told people a while ago we have to pray against people who have been triggered to be murderers. What it is, they split them. They put them through so much trauma, and, and when, it, when a soul goes through so much trauma, it begins to fragment, it begins to make alters, and it begins to split into different personalities. And so that one particular personality is programmed as to be a murderer, and that one won't emerge until it is triggered. You would never think the child would do such a thing. And once that that part of that fragment is triggered, it comes out of nowhere, and it's, it's going to do whatever it was programmed to do. 
And, you know, so we have to pray against, you know, people who have gone through these SRA, satanic ritual abuse, you know, or any type of mental abuse that, you know, split them into altars and fragments and, and into murder altars, that these murder altars never see the light of day, that they never come up out of the person's soul, no matter if they're triggered or not, that they don't come out and do what they to do what they were triggered to do, which is to take lives in Yeshua's name. So that's what we have to uh, pray against. All right, so now there is a Southern Baptist leader. Uh, he is vowing to release database on many sexual abusers, many clergy people in the church. He has data on them, 200 pages and um he is about to release these things. I'm like, what? How did he get that? All right. And then USPS can now require Christian postal carriers to work on Sunday. The court rules it. Before, they couldn't do it, but now they can. So Christian people are going to be working on Sundays if you work for the post office. Right? Um, also, there is uh, news out about how the church is, um, the church feel that they don't have a faith issue when dealing and addressing with mental health stigma in the pews. So basically, the church is ignoring. I won't say all the church, but a lot of the churches are ignoring the mental health stigma that's going on in the pews of the church today because a lot of people are going through depression, depression, anxiety, suicidal things because of the pandemic you know, has been going on for so long, going on three years, and, you know, all you hear is bad news every day, every single day. It's just something, you know. Even even the market itself, the Dow and the NASDAQ and all of that, this is the worst in history they ever had, the worst in history. They usually only have five five weeks of straight downfall. They've had eight. They've had eight history-making. It's just bananas, right? Um, also, there's a new Jesus movement out. Evangelist Nick Hall says Genesis Z, Generation Z is hungry for something supernatural. So the Lord had told me that a new movement of Christianity was coming coming up and out, but it was going to be a lot of young people and youth people, and he is doing this. So I believe that is the prophecy that the Lord told me was coming, and I told all of you, so one of my YouTube videos. Um, also, they are, there's a man named Kermit Cosnell, and he is um, a pro-life advocate, and he warns others about killing babies born to lie because, you know, they passed that law. Um, if the, the, I think if the baby's like eight or nine months almost being born, if she don't want the baby, they can they they kill the baby they they put something in the baby to cause the baby to have a heart attack. I was like, how cruel can you be, right? What kind of mother would do that? You know, take your baby to term almost and then want to kill him. Lord help us. It just makes makes no sense, right? And uh, then the Arizona School Department is um, making a program to educate and promote chat rooms for students to talk about gender sexuality. They really trying to push this gender stuff uh, and this homosexuality. They really trying to defile the world with this. Um, also, there was an AME church leader. He plundered millions of dollars from the church. That's nothing new. People do that all the time. And uh, 
there's, it was a black lady. She was almost 111 years old. She died a couple of months before her 11th, 111th birthday. She was kind of famous about that. Um, then Oklahoma bans most abortions throughout entire pregnancy. So even if you're just like three weeks pregnant, you really can't get an abortion there anymore in Oklahoma. And I think that's good because you shouldn't be killing babies anyway. If you don't, let me tell you something. If you don't want babies, don't lay down and get a baby. <laughs> I mean, it was your choice to lay down there and do the do, right? So what do you expect? You know, it, I don't condone fornication, but if you don't want no babies, you're not using any protection. What do you think is going to happen? Okay, then the baby comes and you want to just throw it in the garbage? You just want to kill it? It was your fault. Your mistake makes you a murderer when you do that. Don't lay down and do the do if you don't want to have babies. If you don't want to have babies, it makes no sense. If you don't want to have babies, sustain yourself. Uh, the Southern Baptist Church is in array. They're trying to bring their old oil back, this is what this article is saying. And uh, they're saying America has a serious tra- tragic problem with with school shootings. And I believe, you know, they did this a couple of years ago with uh, another school shooting. Then a couple of years before that it was Sandy Hook. And this one is worse than Sandy Hook. And they always talk about snatching guns. The Lord told me, and I believe I told them on YouTube, I'm not sure, but he told me they was going to have a very hard time getting the guns from these American people. And they keep doing these things so they could try and get the guns from people. But they're going to have a hard time getting the guns from America because there's just too many out there and too many barriers, you know. And let's just pray against these these random shootings and killings because it, it's just terrible. Um, <clears throat> they're still fighting about the open borders. Israel, it looks like they have some type of barbaric terror attack. And the Lord did tell me that that was going to be happening over there in Israel. We were going to see a terror attack. I also saw Gaza and uh, Israel having issues this year before this year is out. Uh, there's a new evangelical Christians out there that they say that we need to bring a new reproach to the name of Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Then there are parents out, most parents today, especially young parents, do not believe that Yeshua Jesus can save them, their children. And they don't believe that Yeshua Jesus can give them salvation. Isn't that terrible? How could you not believe that Yeshua Jesus could not save your children or, or give you salvation? All right. Um, prophecy about the Philippines came to pass. It was one of my shorts. Well, the Lord said there were going to be new presidents, and it was. And uh, there was another country that got a new president uh, as well. And I believe it was the Philippines. The woman, it was the woman. It was supposed to be a woman president. And I, is it France or is it Italy? It's France. I saw them boycotting the second term of the president they have now, and they did. But I also seen them oust him. And put a woman in there So he's in there for five years So before these five years is up I seen them all oust him And replace him with a woman And it was actually a woman Who narrowly almost beat him So we're going to see if it's that woman That they're going to put in there uh, Now Biden He went he went to He went to Asia on a trip To try and strengthen 
the alliances with the uh, Asians because of the tension from China. Now, he's vowing to protect Taiwan, but I had a vision, and everybody knows that just as uh, America, and I, I saw America with all these NATO countries behind them, and on the right side I saw China with Russia in the distance. And uh, America was about to go for uh, China and Russia to protect Taiwan, but then Biden came out of nowhere with his black and white suit on. He literally walked out on the sky, and he, he waved his hand. He waved his hand to America and the NATO nation. He said, let them have it. Let them have Taiwan. And then all of a sudden, uh, all the NATO planes and American planes, they were like, whoosh, whoosh, you know, they just took off. And then the next thing you saw was China going into Taiwan. So he may be vowing to protect them, but somewhere along the line, he's going to have to change his mind because that's what we're going to see. Just like God showed me, when Ukraine was going to take over, I mean, when Russia was going to take over Ukraine, he he told me that America wouldn't take the bait, and I told everybody that that was one of the words for this year, and they haven't taken the bait. They haven't went with boots in the ground. They're they're assisting them, but they're not doing boots on the ground because if they did, it would have been a war with our country, and Biden did not want that. I even saw a dream of him saying he did not want a war with this country. For some reason, you know they ain't for us, but for some reason they don't want a war with the country, with our country right now. And then the Lord said he was giving us nine or ten more years to get right, and if we didn't, then a war would come upon us. Many nations would come for us. Right? He also said, he saw, I saw Biden a couple, I mean not Biden, I, saw, well, I did see him die, dead too a couple of times, um, as well as Donald Trump, and um, I saw a couple of presidents dying in the and, and a couple of presidents have already died. I even saw that, uh, forget his name, he died of brain tumor. I literally saw his head and his boots on a silver platter, and that, daddy said he would die of brain cancer. And a year, he did, a year later, he did, I can't remember his name. He tried to run for president. Trump couldn't stand him. <laughs> he was a war, a war soldier or something. John McCain. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's who it was. But, um... I saw Putin dying, and they're saying he has blood cancer. And um, I I saw him standing behind the new Russian leader. So I either knew the Russian leader was going to be like him or Putin was going to be pulling the strings, you know, while he's still alive. So they say he appointed somebody to be in charge, so we're going to see where that goes. Um, There was an assassination attempt on him, which I had prophesied from God, but they, they missed it. Also, I had prophesied there were going to be assassination attempts on kings and presidents, and there was an assassination attempt on the Bush recently. They didn't get him. Uh, let's see. And uh, Eastern Ukraine, I mean, Russia has lost like three territories that they had literally took from Ukraine. They lost it. Ukraine got it back because God gave me a word, and I put it in short, that both of them were going to claim victory, but none of them would be victors, and um, that's we got, we're starting to see that. Uh, also, Russia forces steps up shilling in Ukraine's east, and that President Biden says that monkeypox case is something that we should be concerned about. Uh, they're talking about people are starting to starve in uh, different places now, and uh, there was um, over in China. Um, it was a Muslim country, I think it was somewhere in Africa, where they're killing Christians, 
And in some Muslim countries, they're forcing the Christian women to marry Muslim men and to become Muslims. I'm like, this this world is just getting getting really, really out of hand. Um, and more ministries are trying to get into the metaverse, which they should not be doing. And uh, we already know Finland and Sweden apart from NATO. looks like that's about to um, come to pass as far as that is concerned. I also gave a prophecy. It's in my prophecy book online called Past, Present, and Future. Uh, 2012 to 2021 or 2022, where I saw them putting uh, chips and pills. And now they're tracking humans' medical pills with microchips and a new proposal to monitor your carbon footprint. So that prophecy is starting to come to pass. All right. And uh, that's, that's Nigerian news. I told you. Okay, there's a prophecy about Columbia coming to pass. That was a short, too. They're um, going to have a new presidential election on the 29th. And uh, also over there in Rio de Janeiro, it was 20, the police raided someplace and left 22, 22 people dead. And China and Russia is vetoing new UN sanctions on North Korea for the first time since 2006. Wow. And uh, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah, and they have they have about 100,000 Chinese officials attending an emergency meeting to revive their economy because their economy is tanking. No cars are really coming out of it. This is why Tesla's stock, uh, what's his name, Elon Musk, Stock is dwindling because he can't get no cars. Also, he's backing out of the Twitter deal. He's not going to buy Twitter because of something. Something happened that he doesn't like and feel right about it, so he's not going to be buying uh, Twitter. I I, kind of felt that he wasn't going to buy it because it was just too much drama going on with it. It was just a lot of drama going on with it. Uh, Let's see. And death toll rises to 24 Iran's building collapsed. They had a building that collapsed, uh, I think it was yesterday or today. And uh, there was 11 babies in Senegal. I believe that's somewhere over there by Africa. And the hospital hospital had a fire, and 11 babies were killed in the fire. So our prayers go out to the parents for that. Um, Also, they had a terrorist attack over in Kano, Nigeria, and many people died from that. And so we pray for the people over there in Yeshua Jesus' name. And there was a police officer that got shot and killed, I believe, today or yesterday in Ontario, Canada. I mean, there was a big killing over there in Algeria. A lot of people lost their life over there. I mean, it's just every day you just hear about somebody Passing away, a journalist got shot over there in Sharia Abah, one of the uh, Muslim countries. It's just, it's just not good. It's just not good at all. All right, and uh, let's see. Also, there's a disease in Sydney. Link, link. Somebody sent it to me, and I saw it. 
I thought I think it's called Legionnaires. So they were saying anybody that traveled in Sydney, you know, should be checked out if you have chest pains and something on your skin that uh, lets you know that. Um, yeah, Elon Musk called off the deal a mis misconduct allegation, so that's why he called it off. And down here in Georgia, a lot of people died today. They had a lot of fatal crashes down here. I mean, this year alone in Georgia, I think this year more than ever, I've been here five years almost, and I think this year more than ever has had the most car accidents, fatal ones, I mean bad. And they had about four or five of them today, and most of the people died. Um, And China's also getting busted because they got camps that they're keeping these COVID people in, and they mistreating them and beating them, and they're not feeding them. So China's getting busted about that. And people over there are um, starving over there. It's just not good. And the United States extends tariff exclusions on China still. And they say United States prices surge, surge east in April as shoppers continue to spend but food will continue to go up, and gas, uh, and they say uh, up to 28 people were injured in a tourism boat accident today. This happened today. Uh, they're trying to do some type of rebuilding in France and Australia. They're trying to rebuild their ties because their ties are pretty, 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 pretty bad. Uh down here in Georgia, it says the strawberry farms are threatened. Also in uh, the Spaniard nations, their strawberry farms are being threatened for some reason. There are some traders from China has about, I think they said a couple of hundred boats with, with food and stuff. Something's in these things that the people need over there, and they're not letting these things cross over in their waters to help these people. And and I'm like, that's 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 pretty bad. Uh public electric car charging costs climb twenty percent just by gas. So they they trying to say if you have an electric car, it's gonna be better for you. Nah, the electric just went up twenty percent as well. <laughs> the electric car just went up three to use electric to start your car just went up twenty percent as as well. So Either way, you're going to get it, either through the gas or through the electric. I mean, it just makes no sense to me. (laughs) Also, a lot of babies, they say, have died from formula shortage. Now, Germany just sent a whole bunch of formula over here. It's supposed to be another 30 days before they get these three plants going here in America. But um, some babies are dying because, you know, like, some babies are adopted. You know, some babies have disabilities and they can't, you know, take from their mom. And, and these these babies are, are dying. I'm like, this is this is just not good. And uh, the actor Ray, Lo, Ray Lo, how do you say his name? Ray Loa, L-I-O-T-T-A. He used to be, like, mafia gangster guy in a lot of movies. He died of a tragic death over there in the Dominica I believe it was yesterday or today. And a 15-year-old Georgia mom's daughter died this week, and um, no one can say how she died. 
down, you know, and that's another thing. A lot of girls get missing down here in Georgia. Sometimes they found in the woods dead, and they'll say that they were trafficked, and then when they finished with them, they killed them, you know, or their boyfriends kill them. Like we had one guy a couple months ago. He killed one girl a year and a half ago and then killed another girl, and, and, she, and he was dating both of them. But when they wanted to leave him, he killed them, and he went and buried the second girl this past February next to the, the body he killed a year and a half ago, and that's how they caught him. And he had got out of prison a year before that, before he killed the first one, from for, for, I believe, murder and rape. And then he had only been out like a year. He was working in the Amazon somewhere warehouse down here, and that's how he met these two girls. And um, he killed them. He killed them. I'm, I just don't understand. Here it is, yeah, Legionnaires. Legionnaire disease outbreak in Sydney, CBD health warning issue over Legionnaire disease. And anybody who has visited Sydney in the past 10 days should go get themselves checked out. Yeah, God told me they were going to bring um, a lot of diseases our way. And I believe that's all the news. Just trying to make sure I didn't skip anything. Yep, I believe I gave you everything. Yeah, the woman did win in Philippines. She sure did. So that that short came to pass. Uh-huh. All right. Let's see. Oh, okay. Here's some more news. I knew I had some more news somewhere. Okay, over in Israel, the Lord said they would be making a lot of discoveries this year in places, and they have now. Over in Israel, they uncovered a 2,100 year old farmstead frozen in time in Galilee. Um, the Museum of the Bible opens new exhibit examining artifacts of Peter. Uh, I told you about the Muslims. It's in Pakistan. They're forcibly marrying and converting Christian girls to Islam. And it says 16% of America's churches are multic. Polls show it's a foretaste of God's eternal church. Not good. Uh, then it, today it also happened several pro-life pregnancy resource centers have been vandalized since the Roe versus Wade thing has coming up again. And I told you about the Southern Baptist um, pastor that wants to release this data about all of these other pastors that have done these atrocity things in church. I believe it might be, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> and... Uh, Woman, there's a woman that accuses Pastor John Lowe's son of molesting her as a child. Also, West Virginia school agrees to pay 225000 to an atheist group lawsuit over elective Bible classes. Then it says more than 2,000 churches across the U.K. have closed in the past 10 years. A, then it says a United States naval chaplain urges sailors to, sh- sailors to share the gospel with each other, a string of suicide on the USS George Washington. Now, I, I would never know that these things was happening if it didn't come out in the news. So we have to pray for our military men and women. We have to pray that, you know, God keep them sane, God keep their minds sane, you know, because sometimes they be on them ships for like 18 months, two, three years, on the water constantly, and they barely come into port. 
you know, and they don't get to see the family that much, and it could be a lot of strain on their mind. And you know in the sea they got the marine kingdom. They got all kinds of sirens and demons in the water that can mess with their mind. So we need to pray for our naval marines and army and air force. And I'm going to start including them in my prayers more in Yeshua's name. Um, the movie called Chosen passes 400 million views. They say God is really doing something amiss these things. Uh, also, as far as Christian prosecution, Christians' properties are being attacked in different places, especially in Nigeria. Um, Muslims are destroying villages of Christians and church buildings. Many Christians are left without homes and are attacked in India. And the prosecution is getting bad, y'all. It's even starting to come here a little, but it ain't like it, like it, it isn't like in all these other places. Um, then there's a 90-year-old cardinal arrested in Hong Kong could face life in prison claiming that he violated basic human rights because he was out there preaching. Then another Christian student in Nigeria was stoned to death for preaching. Then some were just kidnapped. A, a priest was kidnapped over there in Nigeria. Two churches in Uganda have been burnt down. Children among 29 Christians killed in Plateau State in Nigeria. And then Christians sentenced to 10 years in prison for running a house church in Iran. The prosecution is getting really bad. It's going to hit our door one day. I, I don't know when, but it's going to hit our door. So we need to be praying for these people so when it hit our door, it won't be so bad for us because we're praying for others. Because the Lord told me when we pray for others in situations that we're not in and none of our family members are not in, it prevents us from being in those situations. And if we do get in those situations, it will not be as bad and we will survive and get out of it because we're praying for others who are going through that right now. Like the Bible says, we are our brother's keepers, right? So there's an evangelical group, a religious group, they're opposing immigration citizenship. So you have some evangelists out there that are opposing uh, immigration citizenship to a lot of the Spanish people because, you know, they, they just keep coming. They just do what they want to do. There's just thousands of them. They just leave their countries, Ecuador, Colombia, and they just come and they think, you know, they just bully their way in, force their way in, and that's not right. I know everybody needs to be safe and they deserve a good life, but rules are rules. You just can't come from another country and just bully your way and to another country, you just can't do that. You can't expect us to keep taking because there ain't going to be no room left for nobody. I mean, really, if everybody keep coming here, what's going to be left for the ones that's here? I mean, really, we will become a melting pot. That's why it's getting so bad here because everything, everybody coming from everywhere bringing their nonsense with them. And they witchcraft and they gangs and they trafficking they just bringing it in and making it a melting pot. They used to call New York a melting pot. No, America is a melting pot. So we need to pray that these people stay in their own countries and, 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 and pray that their countries start becoming godly countries. Because if their countries were filled with milk and honey, meaning a godly country, they would never leave their country. If you talk to a lot of them, they don't even want to leave their country, but they're leaving their country because of the crime, they fear of their lives, yada, yada, yada. So we have to pray that these people go to the light of Christ. And when they go to the light willingly, they, they, walk, they walk in it and they stay in it and they maintain in it. 
And if they do so, then their land will become milk and honey. And they won't want to leave their country. They won't want to leave. They'll, they'll want to stay, you know. Uh, there's a Maryland pastor. He faces federal charges for arranging 60 fraudulent marriages. You know what that means. Somebody was paying him to get him to marry these people for citizenship. Mm. Um, a ministry has distributed hundreds of Bibles to the immigrants at Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. And I think that's a good idea because a lot of these immigrants are coming, you know, a lot of them ain't Christians. And the ones that is, they're Catholic. You know, they believe in the beads and the idols. And, you know, they need to learn the truth. So maybe if you got some Christ in them, you know, maybe their lives get better in their own countries, right? Now, there's a prominent pastor that's outraged over Biden's administration treatment of Haitian migrations. Yeah, he didn't treat the Haitians good at all. He loved them Spanish people, though. You know, no pun intended to my Spanish people, for for I love my my Spanish people, right? But they get treated better than the Haitian people. Why? Because they're Haitian people black. You don't want that. You don't like that color. Not many people like that color. It's a doggone shame. <laughs> Right. So now, let's see. There's a, a Virginia teacher, A.G. Bax. She is a religious teacher. She got fired for not saying the LGBT pronoun. Are you serious? Really? Where is the world coming to? Now it says 90% of America's Americans oppose same opposes. Say sex change surgery for minors, but many are too afraid to speak up, the poll finds. So 90% of Americans don't want sex change surgery for minors, and that's a good thing, but they don't want to speak up. So middle schoolers use the wrong pronoun, and now the school is getting investigated <laughs> for sexual harassment because they don't, these, these LGBT people want you to call them something that they're not. What happened to woman, man, boy, girl? You say woman, man, boy, girl, now you liable to get fired or get sexual harassment on you. It's ridiculous. Then South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster signs a bill banning biological males from girl sports, and I think that's a good thing. Just because you want to look like a girl don't mean you could just go and jump in and take stuff from a female. A lot of these boys was turning to girls and getting into the sports and taking over, so I'm glad he did that. You stay in your lane. You look like a girl, but you weren't born girl, right? And then Biden administration cannot force Christian employers to pay for gender transition surgery. Do you know that that's why I saw him having a stroke? That's exactly why I saw him dead a couple of times, because I believe daddy had going to be in that. Do you believe he was trying to pass an executive order, sneaky little sleepy Joe, trying to pass an executive order? to make Christian companies pay for gender transition surgery. That, that, would have put them, that would have put them going against God. That would have made them sin. So it's like he's trying to force Christians in any type of genre that he can get his slimy hands on to go against God. Now, you know, who, who does stuff like that? Y'all have thought, the devil, he's very forceful. Like So we already know who he got in him. Right? It don't make no sense. Whew. Lord help us. That's all I can say. That's all I can say is God help us. All right, so I believe that that's all the 
Let me see. Light begins. Okay, I told you about Oklahoma. Um, uh, what is this? Nancy Pelosi something. Oh, some Catholic uh, bishop wouldn't let her take communion. <laughs> and he said she was full of sin. The <laughs> Catholic priest told her she was full of sin. <laughs> and she couldn't take communion. I said, well, good. Somebody see it. <laughs> Somebody sees it. Um, we have President Mike Pence doing a lot of good things for Christians. He's working with Samaritan Person Toronto to relieve efforts in Kentucky. Um, then there was a former Marine. He raises money to buy toys and supplies for kids who lost their homes in deadly tornadoes. And more than 100 feared dead after tornadoes sweep through across eight states. And I just gave you a prophecy about a month ago that tornadoes are going to come back up again. The Lord said that. Um, and it's looking like a hurricane came somewhere, and 26 people, death toll rose to 26. Yeah, I, I saw two hurricanes. I saw one coming out of Atlantic and Pacific, but I don't believe, but I've seen more hurricanes, but these two big hurricanes I saw coming from the Atlantic and one from the Pacific, they were huge. They were monsters. They were notorious. And wherever they're going to hit is going to be bad. So that's why the Lord told me to tell people about it, and I did about a month ago. I think it's in one of my shorts or one of my uh, prophecy channels. So please pray, because there is a storm coming out of the Pacific and the Atlantic. I believe it's September, October, the fall months. It might be before that. Uh, but pray, you know, against it. Pray that it, it gets turned around where it came from, because they were monsters. Monsters, and I saw their eyes because you know those kind of storms they have an eye, and that eye was huge, huge, and both of and they were monsters. I mean, monster storm, monster hurricanes, and wherever they hit, oh gosh! So that's why God told me to speak it and, and have people pray because we can pray things away or lessen things. I remember that hurricane I saw coming. I forget which year it was, and I told everybody on YouTube. It, oh, okay, we had, not yet, we had not yet had a Category 5 or a Category 6, and I saw Category 5 hurricanes coming. And one and, and the one, that, one of the ones I saw, it came, and it was a Category 5, and God said, tell the people to pray. I'll knock it down to a Category 3. And we prayed, and it was knocked down to a Category 4. The one hit in Florida, and then it was knocked down to a Category 3 because we prayed. And then I saw a Category 6 coming, and there was a hurricane that came with, that was like halfway from becoming a, a Hurricane 6, but then it was knocked down to a Hurricane 5. So these two hurricanes I saw, they, they, they could be a Hurricane 6 and 7. That's how notorious they were, and that's how huge they were. And it just spinning with the biggest eye of a storm I've ever seen. So that's why God was like, tell my people so they can pray. So we have to pray. So we we pray, pray it away. But if it comes, we pray that it don't do the damage that, that it, it, it was sent that it was sent to do. So that's what we need to pray. So this is why God warns his prophets so that we can warn the people because prayer is prayer is everything like God because God is prayer. So prayer prayer is is everything. We we need to do everything. Um also they had an explosion in um Afghanistan. Four people are dead. There's uh they're talking about COVID is rising again, which I'm like, 
you know what, whatever. <laughs> then there's four missing minors found dead in Baraka, right? And in Taiwan made the United States China relationship more complicated. Okay, we know about that. North Korea is testing missiles again. And a lot of Ukrainian soldiers are starting to not want to fight. No, Russian soldiers are starting to not want to fight in Ukraine anymore. They don't want to fight anymore. They're tired. They don't want to fight anymore. And I think I think that's a good thing, that they don't want to fight no more, because it's a senseless war, you know, that, that really needs to stop. $40 billion going over there when that money could have been used for our country to build places for people to live, programs, build jobs, giving out, you know, stimulus. You want to send $40 billion to the Ukraine for what? Them people ain't even going to sit. And you know how long it's going to take to build Ukraine back up? A decade or longer. Really? And I bet you all of it didn't even go over there. Some of them probably split it in their pocket. You know, make no doggone sense. I was like, what's wrong with them? And that's our, you know what, that's our money. That's our taxpayer money that they sent over there. And, and no country ever got that much money from us. Why Why did they feel that they have to send $40 billion? What, what, what has Ukraine done for us? They, they, are, they are the biggest, they're known for the biggest sex trafficking in the world. And they're not even number one in wheat. Actually, they're number five or six. We don't even need to get wheat from them. We have a surplus of wheat ourselves. We could get, we could have got wheat from India, anywhere Ukraine is only number five or six. And they tell me, oh, we can't get no more. Yeah, yeah Romania and Czechoslovakia and all of them, Poland and all of them might not get no, get no wheat because that's where they get it from in Russia. But we don't need to get, we don't even need to get gas from nobody. We got enough gas to last us for like 200 years. But, yeah, America want to pay everybody else. You know, there's something to that, something to that. Something to that. Why do they want to keep going outside of our borders, paying other people for stuff that we have ourselves? My daughter works for a trucking company, and her boss uh, was getting some new contracts the other day, and he had he found out that there is no chicken breast in the country of the United States. <laughs> Any chicken breast that you find now, you better grab it while you can if you like chicken breast because pretty soon you ain't going to be able to find no chicken breast. He said there is not one chicken breast in America. So I said, I said my daughter, well, what about the rest of the chicken? She was like, Mom, all I could tell you is this. Get you some chicken. <laughs> it's like, I don't even have no room in my freezer. I thought, well, make some room and give me a big old thing of chicken. She said, Mom, I'm telling you, the man said, you can't find a chicken breast in America. If you find it in the store, grab it. If that's your favorite piece of chicken, grab it because soon a shortage is going to come. And that's because they done killed all these doggone chickens. Talking about they had bird flu. I said, the devil's a liar. This chicken ain't no doggone bird flu. They wanted to create a shortage with chicken because they know the average person loves chicken. <laughs> you know, and it's, it, it, it used to be an inexpensive meat. It's not that inexpensive now. It used to be an inexpensive meat, and everybody can eat it. You know, everybody can't eat beef. Everybody doesn't get lamb. It's too expensive. You know, and, and most beef is too expensive. You know, a lot of people don't eat turkey. That's not something that you eat every day. You know, and you, you, a lot of people don't eat fish. 
what is the best meat out there, chicken? And then the second is pork. People, a lot of people eat pork. You know what I'm saying? So why isn't it a short on, shortage on pork? Why got to be a shortage on chicken? And why did you kill all these doggone chickens talking about they had bird flu? Really? Now you don't even hear about bird flu no more. They did it on purpose. I'm like, are you serious? You cannot find a chicken breast in America, and if you come across one, if you like it, you better stock up on it. Heck, you better stock up on chicken, period, because chicken going to get scarce and it's going to get expensive. It's already expensive. A pack of wings is $25. I mean the whole wings, not the little wings. And then the little wings, those packs are like 18 19 bucks. I'm like, what? Seriously? <laughs> oh, Lord, what is this world coming to? And you know, it's plenty of food on this earth. You know, don't 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 get fooled. It's plenty of food on this earth. It's just you know, the powers that should not be is doing these things, making it this way. You know, so we have to pray. We just I prayed the other day. I was like, Father, in the name of Jesus, you could do us just like you did in Moses' day. <laughs> if if it gets to, to the point where it's getting this bad, because you said a man-made famine was coming, and I warned the people. You know, um, just let us hit our wall. <laughs> the water come out. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of us don't live by the water, but you can, you know, have an angel fly some food down from heaven like you did in the days of Moses, you know, or tell us to go to a beach and let some quail come out of there and we collect it and come home. You know, dude, I was like, Daddy, do what you got to do, you know, but keep your children fat. Don't let your children starve. I was like, hey, don't let nobody starve. I'm like, but if you have to choose... You know, don't let your children starve or their families, you know, because it's getting so extensive. And I saw it is coming. I saw food riots. I even saw rich people complaining. They had all the money in the world, but they were complaining about the prices of the food. And we're seeing it all. We haven't seen, like, a whole bunch of food riots. But if these things continue, you're going to see those food riots. I even saw people, and I told you all this, like, two years ago. I saw people coming out of the grocery store, and people was running up to them, beating them up, and taking all their money out the cart, or following them home and taking it from them there. Pray that it don't get like that, because if it get like that, you ain't going to be able to go to the grocery store. You ain't going to be able to go to the grocery store. And if you order groceries online or, or from Amazon or whatever, or Walmart, you better hope you get them, because they might hijack them on the way here. So please pray that it doesn't get to the point where they robbing you when you come out the grocery store or following you home or hijacking the Amazon people, Walmart, you know, whoever deliver food, you know, hijacking your, 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 your boxes on your porch and stuff. Because if it keeps going the way that it's going, that's exactly what's going to happen because I saw it. And I, I saw people standing in line to get in these supermarkets because they was only letting a few people in at a time because they didn't have a whole bunch of food, and they was rationing this food, right? So these things can come. These are like foretell prophecies that can come if the church doesn't start praying against this stuff because we can stop this stuff, but we have to pray against it. Is it too late? No, it's not too late. Things have begun. It's true. But it's never too late to to stop a prophecy that God does not intend for us to have. He may show you the prophecy, you know, like he showed me five years ago, a famine. I was in living color, you know, and everything else was in black and white. It dried up, and people was hungry and dead. I was like, I was crying in a dream. You know what I'm saying? So, and we've seen that in other countries. Not here yet, but it's coming. You know, so we have to start praying against these things because God shows us prophecies. Although it's not his hand that's doing it, he sees it coming because he's God. 
So he shows it to his prophets or prophetess so that we can warn the masses, warn the church, and so that we can pray against these things. You know, because what would be the purpose of him warning us if and he don't want us to pray against it? He warns us, even stuff he's about to do, he warns us to give the person, people a chance to pray, to get right, to, to stop it, because he don't even want his judgment to come to pass because he loves us that much. But if we pray, we can stop these things, you know, so pray that these famine dreams that I had and maybe others have had, that they don't get to this point. Because if it gets to this point, you won't be able to go grocery shopping. And then it, and then if you try and order online, you're going to have to have security guards standing outside and praying that the UPS or whoever's coming make it, uh, make it there. You know what I mean? So um, we're going to take an intermission break now. I'm going to play some music, and then we're going to come back with my special guest. All right? And this song is called Come Sweet Holy Spirit by me. It is on my... Um, CD, it is called, uh, I'm trying to remember, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, it's terrible, I have so many, much music out, I can't remember everything, but um, if you go on Spotify, Apple, whatever, you just put in, put in Rosalind Solomon's music, It'll come up, or you can put in Come Sweet Holy Spirit, Rosa Solomon. It should come right up, especially on Apple's and iTunes and Spotify. All right, so here we go. Touch a light 
Okay, we are back from our intermission break. So now we're, I'm going to introduce you to my my uh, new guest, Heaven Davenport. One second. Hello, Heaven. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm doing good today. Excited. Okay, so uh, tell my guests a little bit about yourself. Give us a little short bio. Okay. Well, I'm Heaven. Go by Heaven. I go by Heavenly. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh, PA. I was born and raised. Um, I started writing basically in high school. It became a passion of mine, basically to escape the outer world. And I realized I became really, really good at it. And um, when I started taking college courses, my English teacher would say, you know, when I'm grading papers, I run, I, you know, I go through the whole pile just to get to your paper because I know your paper is going to be good. And you're really gifted, and this is something that you need to be doing. So that is what started me into really writing and me writing my book that we're going to talk about tonight. Okay, and what's the name of your book? Um, my name, the name of my book is Let Me Put Your Boots On, um, The Dire Consequences of Entertaining Predatorial Men. And it's on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles. Okay, so tell us what inspired you to write that book. Okay, so in 2020, I went through a situation, a life-altering situation. Um, basically, I married the wrong man. And it was it was a bad, toxic, abusive relationship, marriage. And when I got out of it, God actually had to come off his throne and get me off of that out of that relationship safely. Wow. And when you know and I actually, you know, I actually came to Christ in two thousand and twenty, like put away my sinful ways and really was like, I'm done playing with you, God. I give you everything and then you know, I started asking God, like, most people don't survive this. What do you want me to do with this? And he gave me a dream, what he wanted me to do, and he told me he wanted me to write a book. Okay. So that's how the book came? That is how the book came. And the book, and I know it's definitely from him because I wrote that book in, like, two weeks. Wow. <laughs> that's a blessing. So do you want to tell us a little bit, you know, about the book, like a short bio? What, you know, what exactly yeah. is it, like fiction? I mean, I know it's a true story, but is it like fiction, true story, or is it just like a, a, a nonfiction, but, you know, a true story? It's a fictional true story. It's a fictional true story. Um, this is basically, this book is basically things that I wish I would have knew. Okay. Before dating, because... When I started dating my um, husband, these are things that I wish I would have knew. I basically went in there not knowing anything. I had one relationship before him, and that was really bad. And I came into that relationship looking for validation and not really knowing what I'm doing, just just going into it because I felt lonely and I needed validation. Um, I got picked on just a little short story. I got um, I got picked on all my life. Everyone always said I was black, I was ugly. 
so I was looking for validation. And when I met my oh, you're husband, quite, you're very pretty, very pretty female. I've seen you. You you got you you a looker. <laughs> 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 nice hair, <laughs> you know. The book and, and you real. On the testimony about your hair too. After you finish talking about the book, short short story on the book. Okay, I sure will. Um, the glow up is real, Apostle. I did not always look like that. Um, I had an eye problem where my eye wandered to one side of my head, and people oh, used wow. to really make me and say how I look like a retard and all that stuff. So I really got made fun of. My family kind of turned on me. Some of my cousins started making fun of me as well. So, you know, I'm, I was looking for validation. And when my when I met my husband, he was, you know, going through things. He was abused. And he seen relationships as ways of having control. So when he seen me and my low self-esteem and he said I look good and I was pretty, and I really jumped at that. That was like blood in the water. And I go into things that I miss, red flags that I miss, where I should have never, ever entertained him. I should have prayed. I didn't know that. <laughs> I should. And I go, you know, I go through all the ways to date and pick up red flags and how you need to really pray about it. And yeah. basically how to use your instincts. Because most mm-hmm. of we got this woman intuition. I think everybody has that, but that's way yeah, that's the yeah. whole experience basically saying, Take your time. There's something here, take your time when you get that. And, you know, I go through red flags, things to look out for and you know, things that will happen if you decide to go things that could possibly happen if you decide to ignore this, those feelings and you decide mm-hmm. to just go on. So that is what that book is about. And it's a little bit about Jasmine and kind of my story about what I went through. That Well, that, you sent it to me, and I got to read some of it, but I winded up having to pack it away with my other books because I thought I was moving at that time, but <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but it is, from, from what I saw and what you are saying, it's a very good book for women because what you just said about the red flags, the intuition, which is really the Holy Spirit, all women have intuition, right? So it's really the Holy Spirit. And, like, you saw all the red flags, but you kept going anyway. And See, that's the mistake um, we as women make. We see the red flags, but we like we like so in love with the guy, and we're like, oh, he's so fine, da 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 he give us, he give me money, he do this, he do that, right? And um, you see the red flags, but because of what he's doing for you or because you love him, you wind up staying in a relationship and you wind up marrying him. And then some women, it, it has cost them their life or their livelihood. And in your case, God got you out of it himself. He had to literally get you out of it. And, see, and he knew that you was going to write a book and testify, you know, about this. So I'm hoping that people go and get your book. I just put your link on, on my Facebook because that's for any woman who has gone through any type of abuse and women who are dating now trying to find Mr. Right through the Lord. And like you said, you didn't pray. That's the number one thing a woman and a man should do is pray to make sure that the person that they're about to get engaged to or marry is the one that God has ordained for them because God ordains our spouses for us. But in order for us to get those ordained spouses, we have to pray and give God a chance to show us who, you know, 
is our ordained spouse, you know. And, and I know women where God showed them the man wasn't for them, and they married the man anyway and wound up getting divorced, <laughs> you know. So it's a patient thing here because marriage is 90% of your destiny, right? You're 90% of your spouse's destiny, and he's 97% of yours. So if someone is 90% of your destiny, I would think it's worth you taking your time. I wouldn't care if it took 20 years. It's worth you taking your time and waiting on God to send you that spouse. So I think what you wrote in your book is is very enlightening, and women should read that. You know. So can you tell me where do you see yourself in uh, two years? Um, I see myself with um with my masters because I am going to mas I'm am going to school with you prophesied for counseling. Uh, I I did okay, glory to God. <laughs> So I went ahead and I got accepted, and I know it was definitely God the way it worked out. You know, I got accepted to one of the best, you know, psychology schools in my my city. I got accepted right there. My job pays for it. And I've been doing really good. Mm -hmm. So so when will you graduate? Um, So I'm going to graduate in 2010. 25, but I think I'm going to take more classes. I can make that 24. Okay. So 2024. Okay, that's, that's good. All right. Uh, so what is your ministry based off of? And Do you have a name for it yet, or are you waiting on God to give you the name, or what? I did have one. I did have one. I did have heavenly blessings, but, you know, I'm thinking that he might give me something else, but... I'm not really sure, but it's heavenly blessings, and um, basically, I'm basically giving relationship advice about what I went through, things that I wish I would have knew in my 20s, um, things about abuse and how to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, did I do a video? Yeah, I did a video about um, intuition, about listening mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, that's all the videos that I did, and my a little bit of my testimony how I came to Christ. Okay, so would so you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, um, I always knew Jesus. I even went to church at a young age um, with my mom, but there was a lot of church hurt because I think we were in a cult. <laughs> so wow. um, the pastor brought her up. The pastor. He's used to, like, bringing people in a prayer line and really scolding them. And one day when I was eight, I think, yeah, I think I was 11, he brought me into a prayer line, and he kind of scolded me in front of the whole church. He embarrassed me. He abused my mom. So we ended up leaving, and I had lots of church hurt. So I didn't go really that much. And then when I started going again with my brother, people started spreading bad rumors about me in the church. And they even know me saying that, you know, my brother's baby was actually my baby. <laughs> it, it was Whoa, that that wasn't a church at all. That would sound like a gossip and demon church right there. Yeah, and that's and yeah, and it was just crazy. And I'm like, what? So I stopped going, and um, I kind of, I mean, I still believed in God, but I wasn't really that serious. I was still going out with my friends, going out to the club and everything. And it took this incident to happen with my husband 
my ex-husband for me to really be like, I'm done. I'm done playing around. I'm done because you got me out of this, and I'm so thankful because people died. And, you know, every time I remember taking a walk from the bus stop to my job and literally crying from the bus stop to my job because I was just so thankful that God saved me and he kept protecting me. And I was like, I give you everything, God, everything. You know, I'm still a work in progress, but most of that stuff I gave up. I said, I'm not going to no more clubs. I called my friends. It was like, you know, eventually I ended up cutting them off. But I was like, I can't go to the club with you. I can't do this no more. I can't drink. I wasn't too much of a drinker anyway, but I was like, don't offer me nothing. I'm done. And eventually I stopped being friends with them, and I really started just walking with Christ. And that's just something that I wish I would have did in my 20s. Here I am. 31, I was 31, just coming to Christ all the way. And I'm like, this is something I should have been did in my 20s because my, I haven't, I mean, it wasn't, it's not easy, but I have a peace in my heart that I never felt. I've always been depressed because of the, the bullying and the stuff that, the trauma that I went through in my younger days, and I don't feel that no more. You know, sometimes I be kind of, you know, I feel it a little bit, but I know how to pray it off. You know, and I just feel peaceful, and I'm not, I haven't been depressed or anything, and I'm just so thankful for that. And the things he continued doing in my life, man, I can write another book on the testimonies and how good he's been to me. Well, I saw you writing, like, two or three books anyway, so you, mm-hmm. that that's a good idea for a second book. <laughs> that's you know? that's my, my testimony. Okay, so uh, what other type of faucets in your ministry do you want to do? I know you're going to be doing counseling people, uh, preferably women, and I guess maybe men and couples eventually. But what other faucets do you want to add to your ministry for the Lord and your journey with the Lord? Definitely um, children. Because I've seen the struggles that my ex-husband went with because he was really abused. And I'm like, and sometimes I think about that. I'm like, what if, you know, what if he got counseling or something like that? What if, you know, some of the stuff he shared with me, he got abused. And I was like, what if we could stop this? Because basically men who abuse women, they're kids basically that got abused. So maybe if we can stop this and, and heal that, Maybe there wouldn't be so many narcissists and abusers. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be rapists, wouldn't be child molesters, because most child molesters and rapists were raped or child molested or, or molested when they were children. And most men who beat women were beating themselves or they saw their fathers beat their mothers and their fathers taught them that that's what they're supposed to do to keep women in check. So uh, anybody who's an abuser was once a abuser. Because how can you become an abuser and you never knew how to be an abuser? So in order for you to become an abuser, you had to already known how to be one because it has happened to you or, you, or you've seen it in some content or another. Exactly, exactly. Um, another red flag that kind of came up, like during our marriage, I remember because I married a Jamaican man and his dad was a bishop in Jamaica. And his dad did our wedding. And I remember his dad said in one of the parts, "Do you would you obey my son? Would you obey him? 
and do whatever he says for you to do. And I read what? just by you saying that, you made that come back. Wow. Yeah, I Wow, that that that's something there. That was deep. <laughs> that was deep. So that's who he gets it from, probably his father, because his father probably put his mother through this, you know, the same thing, you know. So you know, all you can basically do for your ex husband at this point is just pray that you know he come to the light of Christ, and when he come, he want to go in and stand, you know, and God God can heal him from the trauma that he went through, you know, in Yeshua Jesus' name. So you want to add children to your ministry? Uh, is it going to be youth or, you know, teenagers, small children, or both adolescent children, you know? And um, if so, what type of children ministry are you gearing at, you know? Um, I want to do both. I want to do both. Um, I have a niece, you know, that's growing up, and, you know, I'm trying to talk to her about that. I definitely want to, you know, try to... Like to you know try to help them through any trauma that they had growing up, whether it's growing up at home or even in school getting picked on, bullied, any trauma that they had. And I also want to show them the way of Christ because my life. Can you imagine how my life would have been if I would have came to God in my twenties or in my teens instead of my thirties? But that's so okay wanna... because as you as you keep saying that twenty thing, Daddy, <laughs> the Lord keep telling me tell her. That some people don't come to me until they're fifty, sixty, seventy, or eighty, or on their deathbed, and tell her it doesn't matter when she came, as long as she came, and to stop looking back and look forward in Yeshua's name. That's what I kept hearing him say to say to you every time you go back to the twenty thing. He said it doesn't matter. You're with him now, and what you need to be praying is asking him what you could have did in your twenties for him. Ask him to allow you to do it now in your 30s. Ask him to allow you to make up for the time that was lost in your 20s for what you could have did. And then repent for all the souls that was allotted to you that you missed that could be dead. You know, their blood is on your hands, you know, and, and they've been reincarnated and things like that. So you just ask him to forgive you for all the souls that you missed that was allotted to you. And to give you a second chance with souls that are here today and to not let you miss any souls that are allotted to you because we're all allotted souls. Some are allotted millions of souls, hundreds of thousands of souls, thousands of souls, you know, so just ask him to give you a second chance for all the souls that you missed that you was allotted to, you know, that, that, that he could have used and utilized you to, to bring them to Christ to be saved and they could have made it in and not come out anymore like it says in the book of Revelation. And just ask him to give you a second chance and now that you are with in Shuji's name. That's all you need to do and stop looking back and just keep looking forward, he said. Because okay. he said you are a beautiful soul, uh, Miss Heaven. <laughs> I keep hearing him say that. She's a beautiful soul. She was once a wildered rose, and now she is a beautiful blossoming rose before my eyes, says the Father. That's what he says for you. Oh, amen. Amen. And you'll get married again, not not in the foreseeable future, but it's not far away, but it's not in the foreseeable future. It's just, just things he wants to do with you right now. He just wants to have you to himself for a little while, and he wants to get you to a place financially where you're self-sufficient 
Because this man that you're supposed to marry, he's going to be a very, uh, like, kind of well-off person. And God wants you to be self-sufficient when you meet him. So it's like both of your lives will, like, like emerge together. It won't be unbalanced. He wants you to learn how to be self-sufficient. He wants you to learn how to take care of yourself. And he wants you to learn how to be independent in him. So when you meet this man... He'll see these these qualities in you is what's going to attract him to you, and both of you will just merge together. It'll be a beautiful thing. So, you know, don't, you know, get sad or impatient because it's not in the foreseeable future, but it's in, the, it's in the very near future. But God is just doing some things with you, like you finishing school and things like that. And I, and I do see you finishing school before 2025. Like I see you, like, doubling up on your courses, like doubling up. You plan on doing that? Yes, I am. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be in twenty 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 four for sure, you know. But I see you getting. It's either going to be midway through twenty twenty three, or the end of twenty three, or just before you graduate. I see you getting some type of job in your field, but it's not like a licensed counselor because you you have to get a license. Once you graduate to be a counselor, it's for, you know, so people can't sue you and stuff. You get, you have to get a license and be insured because people could try and sue you. See, see, what I'm doing as a coach, all I'm doing is helping you find solutions. You can't come for me. <laughs> but if I was a counselor, you know, and I, and I say, well, do this and do that, and you did it, if something went wrong, you know, you could come for me. You know, then I have my license, my insurance. So that's what you need. But I see you doing something in that field before you graduate. Maybe you'll be under a licensed person, like, because you can be an assistant counselor and work under a counselor that is licensed. So I see it's like some type of internship you're going to be doing, but you're going to get paid for it. And then I also see you writing, like, a thesis, because I don't have a master's. I have a doctor of divinity from the Lord, (laughs) but I have, like, associates and a bachelor's, right? But I I wanted to go for my master's, but I changed my mind because there just wasn't any time there for me to do that. But I know you have to write a thesis, you know, when you get your master's. And I see you writing that thesis, and once you do that, you're going to turn it into a book. So I think that might be your third book because you're going to write another book before you uh, finish school. So that thesis is going to turn into a book. Okay. And then take it to the Lord so he can confirm it for you when you're in prayer. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. So just be patient with God, you know, just chill with Daddy, you know, just do what you got to do. All things will fall in place. As long as you follow him, he says all things will come thereafter. All things will fall in place in his time and in his season. You know, his time and season may not be what we want. <laughs> we may be like, come on, Daddy. You know, and he's like, no, not yet, because <laughs> it got to be perfect. You know, so when everything lines up perfectly, it'll stay that way because God made it that way. The only way it will fail is if you fail and mess it up yourself because God didn't have nothing to do with you messing it up. He just was the one that fixed it. So it's up to you to help walk with him to maintain things. Thank you, Jesus, because this is what I was asking him this morning. (laughs) Oh, wow, you was asking these exact things that I'm saying from him? Yeah, I was asking him about my husband, 
everything. I was asking him about, wow. like, what am I going to do about this job? Because the job I'm doing, I'm thankful for it, but I'm like, this, this ain't it. Just <laughs> <laughs> ain't it? Yeah, that, like, look, it's just temporarily. It's just hold, you know, something to hold you. That's all. So just, you know, just appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, God will give us things sometimes that we don't like, but you know, or He, it's like it's maintaining you, it's taking care of you, it's keeping the roof over your head, so forth like that. So what you do is you just be like, because this is what God taught me. You just be like, Father, you know what? I know you know I'm not crazy about this job, but I'm very grateful and thankful, and and that you were so merciful to me to give me this job and help me to see the good in this job and help me to make the best of this job. And if there's any assignments, any people, any souls you want me to fish for, like Yeshua taught Matthew to do or Peter, then show me how to fish for them while I'm here. Utilize me while I'm here. Let me bring your glory here. Let me bring people to the light of Christ. That's what you say to him when you're in situations that he places you in that blesses you, but you don't like it, but it still bless you. you got to appreciate him, and you got to ask him, what is it that I need to do while I'm here? Because we, everywhere we go, we have assignments. Whatever job you have, going to the grocery store, going down the street, you know, being on the Internet, you know, there's always an assignment there, So especially on your job, you know, and you just ask the Holy Spirit to go before you and uh, prepare the person. Right? So when you come to them, you know, they'll be prepared. You know, they want to get you fired, saying you're preaching, doing this, because the Holy Spirit, them got them ready. And then you just ask the Holy Spirit to send you to the ones that they, that God and her and, and Yeshua want you to go to. Because God don't want us to go to every soul because he sees every soul is not going to come to him. Them some souls is not even of him. They're not even human, but they look human. So you just ask them to send you to the ones that he wants you to go to. That way... There'll be no problems and no trouble for you. And so when you start praying those kind of prayers, he'll bless you even more in that job. He'll bless you even more. He, he will shock you. He will overpour you because now he's looking at you like she's no longer murmuring or complaining. She's working with me. She's walking down my journey with me side by side, holding my hand. I don't got to carry her no more and listen to her complain. She's matured. So now I can release this to her. See, I couldn't release this to you before because you were murmuring. Now you are not complaining. You're walking and working with me side by side. So now I can release it. See, you got you got to get your mindset on the same mindset as the Lord, as God, the Ruach, and Yeshua. Once you do that, that's when your blessings and everything else start coming. He start giving you wisdom, all kinds of stuff. You'll be like, wow, man, I should did this a long time ago. Then you're going to be crying. Daddy, I'm sorry for murmuring and complaining. I've been there. Trust me. <laughs> Right. I, I just want to yes. I just want to say I learned so much from from you over the years. I don't even think you even know I was following you since 2015. Oh wow! I thought you I, just follow, started following me maybe like two years ago. <laughs> I didn't know you no. were following me seven years. Wow! No, That's God. It was that moment, and you just wow. been a blessing. Following you just been a blessing in my life, and. You know, I remember you first came on my timeline. You were flooding my timeline because I remember you did that prophecy about Beyonce. Now, you might have did it before, but I've seen it on my timeline in 2015. And I was like, who's this girl? Who's this girl? And you sounded so young. So I'm thinking that you like around my age, and I started listening, and then I just started listening to you, following you. 
and it's just it's just been a beautiful experience. I learned so much. So I just wanted to take that time to tell you thank you. Oh, bless God. Praise the Lord. You are so welcome. It's all God. We can't do anything without him. We are nothing, like I say in one of my, like the song I just played. <laughs> we are nothing without him. <laughs> so we just bless God. And I'll be watching your channel. I watched it like twice. And, and I, I, I had got one of your videos too. <laughs> I shared it. I was like, she got some good stuff on here. But I haven't been able to come back because I've been busy. But I was like, she got some good stuff on here. So I just put the YouTube channel on Facebook so people could um go follow you. Great, great. Um, <laughs> did you want me to tell them about your your um, heavenly oh, oil? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because I'm doing it now because you was like the fifth person that testified that. And I was like, Daddy, you know what? I should just pluck myself in the head. <laughs> and I was like, no, I rebuked myself for that. But I was like, she the fifth person that told me that, and I didn't listen. So I started doing it, and I'm starting to see little results. And then I told Pat because her hair was starting to thin a little in the front. And it's actually starting to fill up. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe I had this gold mine sitting on my hands. Didn't even pay no mind. <laughs> yes, yes. That stuff, I, whenever she opens up her store, you need to get that. And plus, oh, I got I'm a couple. I'm going to be selling mm-hmm. some oil and water. I'm going to be, I, I just got the bottles in. I think, yeah, I got, just got the bottles in. And um, I, I got um, some water bottles, and so I'm planning on filling them up on um, Sunday. And, and oh, no, actually what I was going to do was announce it to people on Facebook and YouTube. And then when I get the orders in, that's when I'll start mm-hmm. making them because I don't really want to make them too many and they don't all sell. So I want to, because, you know, I'm moving and stuff, and I, I can't be taking certain things, and the movers won't let you move those oils and stuff like that unless they securely pack, right? So um, this uh, Sunday or Monday, I'm going to make video and uh, let people know and start taking orders. So when I get maybe like the first 10 orders in, then I'll fill up some bottles, you know, I'm letting everybody know how much it is because it's going to include the tax and the shipping, right, and a bottle of water with it. And they, they're big bottles. They're huge. They're like eight ounces. So, you know, whoever gets them, it will last them probably – the next couple of months at least. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the water bottle is yes. two ounces, though. So. so I'm just going to be taking orders first, and then when I get the orders in, then all I got to do is just fill the bottles because they're all on the counter just waiting. <laughs> it's, it's worth that and more literally. I mean, I showed, I sent her the pictures. Um, when I got COVID, my hair started, like, my, I started getting split ends, and my hair wasn't, like, falling out where I was grabbing it and it was just falling out in clumps, but I had lots of split ends. When I went back to, it took me a couple of months to go back to the stylist that I go to, and she was like, girl, mm-hmm. it's like we got mm-hmm. to start all over. And she had to cut my hair all the way to my ear. you seen it in the picture. Wow. you seen it? Yeah, you're my long ear. now. Yes, the, the, the curly one, that that's like where she had to cut my hair. And it was like no, my the ear. other one I saw. You oh, sent me two. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And the other one, you know, I started using the annoying water. So what I would do is get a mister from Sally that you can mm-hmm. um, wet your hair up, and I put some of the mm-hmm. annoying water in there, and I mm-hmm. detangled my hair, and then I put the oil in, and I did that like mm-hmm. every week, like once a week I did that, and before I knew it, it's 
this is about the same time I caught COVID last year. It's been a year, and my hair mm-hmm. is to my shoulder. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. You the fifth woman. That one lady had alopecia. Couldn't get her hair grow for nothing. And she got hair. <laughs> I was like, you know what, this is the fifth one. You t- When you told me this in coaching, I was like, I was like, what is wrong with you? You know, and my hair started growing back because I started using the hers. The, the gynec- I mean, the dermatologist told me. But um, I've noticed a difference in the past week since you told me. I started doing it, and then I told Pat, and and, and, and in front of her hair, it's starting to thick up a little better. I'm like, that stuff is good and fast acting. Well, I already knew. But remember, I gave you all I gave y'all a word. The Lord told me when I first started doing the water and the oil, he said I was going to be doing it for a little while. He was going to stop me and then let me do it again and stop me and then do it again. So, see, he stopped me for, like, what, six, seven months now? Now I'm about to do it again for a little while. Then he's going to stop me again because I'm moving home. Then when I get settled, I'll start again. So it came to pass because that's exactly what he said. And I had told all of y'all why I had to close the store down because, you know, he told me to close the store down. Yeah. Yeah. You keep using that and being faithful with that. I, your hair is definitely going to grow. It's all going to come I'm already back. seeing a little better in like one week's time. And even Pat, I looked at her hair and I was like, wow, this stuff is fast acting. I said, I got a little gold mine here. <laughs> I didn't even realize what he gave me. You know, I'm concentrating on the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little gold mine here. All right, is there anything else you want to tell us before we um, end our time with you? Um. Also, and plus, there'll probably be updates on my page as well in your page because I'll give you updates. Um, look out for my second book in the fall. I'm also working fall. on my second book in the fall. Okay. Okay, in the fall. Okay. Cool. 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 So is it going to be like another fiction book or is it a teaching book or your testimony or what? Um, it's going to be another um, realistic um, fiction book. Okay, cool. It's, cool. Yeah, right. it's going to be another fiction book. Yep. Okay, so when when you get that out, then we must have you back on the show again and we will talk about that <laughs> and, and update in your ministry and stuff like that. Yes. Yes, yes, All yes. Right. That sounds like a All right. All right. Well, let me pray for you before you go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just uh, ask you to bless heaven for allowing us to spend this time with her and for her um, answering the call of the invite to come on the show at such short notice. In Yeshua Jesus' name, and we just ask you to bless her hands and everything that she's going to write about to bless your kingdom. We just ask you to bless everything that she's going to do on her journey for you. Bless her ministry, heaven blessings ministry. Uh, Bless her schoolwork. Let her get, like, 4.0 and everything. (laughs) Let her finish, you know, with honors and uh, the internship that's going to be coming in the future, let let that work out good, her future husband. Let her not miss him, Not don't let him miss her. Don't let anyone come between that. And any other blessings you have for her, 
We pray they're released in the heavens, and I know you said you were going to get her better financially, so we just give you praise for that, Father, and we give you glory, and we give you honor, and we just bless her, and we pray for her family, for her family salvation. We pray that they come to the light of Christ and want to stay in it and be maintaining it and make it back home to you, Father, in Yeshua Jesus' name, and we pray that they live out their destiny and do what they're supposed to do in their journey for you as well, and that you put protection around all of them to prevent the enemy from trying to stop them and take their lives before it's their time to go. And Yeshua, Jesus' name, sealed with the blood of Yeshua, in Yeshua's name. And we cover them with the blood as well, in Yeshua, Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> All right, Heaven, so thank you very much for answering the call and coming on the show. And God bless you, and we will be hearing more about you very, very soon. And I put her links on the Facebook, so you guys want to go check out her YouTube or her book on Barnes & Noble's Amazon, you can. It's on Prophetic Mantle Facebook. All right? So shalom <laughs> to you, Evan. All right, all right. Bye. Bye. Did I hang it up? All right. So this is going to be the end of the show. We're going to end the show kind of early, you know, because I, I did a lot of stuff um, in the past seven days, and it's catching up to me. So I don't really have a lot of energy to continue to talk tonight. <laughs> and I told you I wouldn't be talking to people every time I come on here anyway because this show is going to be different, only sometimes. But um, So next Friday there will not be a show, but my show will be back June 3rd, and it will be continuous until I go on vacation. <laughs> you know, then it will stop again, then it will be continuous after that. So come back June 3rd. We have an awesome guest, um, um, Mariah Love. Uh, she'll be on the show, and it will be awesome, just like it was with Heaven and my last guest. And then after that, um, what is it? I think it's June is it June 10th or June 17th? When I think it's June 10th or 17th. We're going to have uh, Prophet Timothy Long, who I, I I just recently met and found out about, and he's a very awesome man of God. <laughs> so we'll be having him. So um, just check my schedule because I already put it up there. So just check my schedule. And subscribe, you know, because sometimes I may do a pop-up here and there. So subscribe, and God bless everyone that's listening on the Internet and here on the phone. God bless you. Thank you for your time, and may the sweet Lord bless you. May you have many testimonies, and may you have a great weekend, Sabbath, Shalom. God bless you. Welcome to the Prophecy Hour Show. With your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon. Wrong one. Shalom.